listeners to another amazing episode of Whisper in the Wings. Today we are heading all the way to the other coast of the U.S. and actually down south of the border to Sonora where we are speaking with Eileen Ruiz who is the director of Lormiga Teatras Company. Uh, it's a puppet company down in Sonora, Mexico. So Eileen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Andrew, to having us. And I really, really appreciate your time. And I say hi to all of your audience. Oh, thank you so much. This is exciting because we've been trying to get this scheduled for so long. And I'm so glad we finally landed the plane on this one. But I'm very excited to speak with you because we are talking about puppet theater today and about your amazing puppet theater company that is known worldwide. You've you've been everywhere from the U.S. to Colombia to Peru to Romania. I mean, you've done it all. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your company, Lormiga Titres? Of course, we're, we are Lormiga Titres, which Lormiga stands for puppets as well. Uh, and we are an 11-year theater company, puppet company. And the main, the main goal for companies for full and happy childhood, everything that involves our projects and programs to fulfill of objective from puppet shows to editorial programs to touring to festivals etc cetera, etc cetera, to gain us to fulfill our all specific objective and we're really thrilled we have been around the world uh knowing and getting to know other or other colleagues around and we are really happy 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 to to represent mexico and of course sonora in this worldwide puppetry scenario amazing and I love the mission uh, about, you know, surrounding children because some of the programs and, and shows you've come up with have been amazing regarding children. And they've been recognizing you a lot. One of the ones I noticed was uh, a COVID-19 show and a science show that some, some schools and programs in Tucson, Arizona picked up for their Latin American and Caribbean students, which was amazing. So you you are very flexible. It's not just about like let's make you happy, but let's also learn. It's almost it's it's up there with Sesame Street and whatnot. Yeah, it was it, well, you know, you always know that Sesame Street is just like something that you look up for, you know, because it's something that you guys have that has. Uh, it's really something that you look for. And um, when we did this, we we did this program on this, um, this puppetry and, and science program. We did it with the the National Council of Technology and Science here in Mexico, they were supporting this project, which is the big, the big government uh, ministry that runs with technology and science. And we were looking specifically for that, to, to make kids do experiments at home that they can do specifically with things that they have at home handy. And uh, yeah, of course, when we saw the call for uh, application for the I don't, I don't remember the name of it, which is A-A-P-A-L-A-C, the APLAC uh, conference in Tucson, Arizona, and which was online, but back in the time when it was locked down, we thought it was a great idea to get connected with, with this specific theme in the United States and, of course, with, with this international uh, conference so we can make our work seen to other people, right? So we, we actually show some of our experiments. We got time to talk to other teachers and professors from other universities, which is very cool. And uh, it was translated to from Spanish to English as well. So it was very pretty awesome for, for them to see, to watch, to learn, to do, right? And it was it was pretty fun. But it wasn't the only thing that we did in lockdown. I mean, when, when lockdown started, we were the first ever festival was made online. 
on Mexico, in Sonora, which is called uh, Titres Unidos, Puppets United. And it was the first ever online puppetry festival worldwide. And it was crazy because I, I like to talk about this story because um, we, we remember that we just thought about it, you know, it was lockdown and they say, you know what, you, you cannot go out and all shows were canceled and everything, everything, everything was closed. And then we were here at home just thinking about what, what we should do, you know, maybe we should rest or, you know, think about other projects or whatever. And then an idea come up to our minds. Like, what about we do a festival? You know, it's like, well, how are we gonna do it? Well, let's 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 stream some some plays around. What about if we do it? Okay, so we started planning. We called some friends, international friends, some from here in Mexico. And after that, we posted it. We posted a night. It was we were on Facebook. We were like seven thousand. We already have seven thousand uh, followers. But the next day we woke up, we were, we were 9,000. And the and next day we were like 10,000. And then the after, well, at the end of the week, we, we ended up with 24,000 followers in Facebook. So it was a crazy viral thing. Was it, I, I think it was the first time we were viral. We haven't been viral since then. So we went viral. Uh, we had people connecting to our shows every day between 1,000 people and more. So it was we were having two shows per day. So we have one at the one I think it was at one p.m. The other one was at five p.m. But uh, all people was connected there, and it was pretty fun. We went we went viral that time. So it was it was pretty fun. That's amazing. How did you come up with the idea for Lormiga Titres? Well, actually, when I was sixteen years old, I first saw my my first ever puppetry play, my puppetry show ever. And I thought to myself, I want to do that for the rest of my life. So since then, I started to, you know, to starting studying theater. Then I kind of specialized in puppetry and everything. And I try start trying to get my own company, to do my own company. You know, there's some efforts that might not come up well, right, of course. And then at, at 2011, I found my, my co-worker, which is founder, co-founder as well. And uh, we started this new company. And then we started thinking about what should, how should we name our company? And then we we just remember the ants, little ants that goes around that they they work in teams, they work step by step, they always work together, they always do work all the time. So we started let's let's call it Lormiga, which is ant in in Spanish. But here in, in Sonora, we we just kind of like uh, paste together the words Lormiga, which is which is a word that it's uh, paste together, which is the the normal way to say hormiga, which is a n was ant, is h o r m i g a s, which is a word, but we just kind of like closed it because which we were doing some scouts about puppetry companies or companies in general. There was another hormiga in Argentina, I guess, so we didn't want to get confused with them. We said let's let's do it. Let's make this brand over and let's let's start working with it. So we call it Lormiga Titres. It stands for ants, which work step by step. They work together. They work to fulfill their objective. That's that's main that stands for. That is awesome. What has it been like developing this company? Well, it has the ups and downs, I guess, and like any other company as well. And you know, like any other profession. So, but since we had what well, I had at the beginning, this this idea of having this company, I always thought about having this company and being international and moving around and having this show, not only for the entertainment, but also to to actually do something for childhood. So we started to do these programs around like first Sarina, which is my co my co-founder. She was she was thinking about what about if we do uh, a playbill for each each month. We didn't have anything here in, in Sonora for that. 
So I said, oh, at the beginning, I was I was reluctant. And I was like, how can we do that? I mean, maybe people want to come. How could we how could we do? How can we do this? And I, she said, why, why not? We should we should do it. And we started doing these uh, Saturday theaters every month. And this is a program we have done for five years from now. And people always sold out all of our shows. And we always um, try to welcome people from other, other companies from Mexico and international as well. And people from here from Sonora has, has embraced this project as well as, as we do. But I guess it has been, has been a, a great adventure. I mean, going everywhere, going, traveling around the world, it's, it's amazing. But then again, what the most important thing we have always been talking about that. The most important thing is to be closer to our audience, to to actually embrace them and kind of like being together. It's it's something that when you have your audience, well, you have to to work and do your own audience. And when you do that, you you have those people that support you in the good and the bad, right? I remember when we were in lockdown and COVID nineteen, we were as well as scared what we should do, what we're gonna do. I mean, we didn't have a shows open. How we're gonna do everything? But there was people always supporting us and calling us and saying, hey, how are you doing? You need something. What can I help you or anything? So that's the audience you want to build for your own company. So I always say that. I mean, it's not about doing your company. It's about the audience you are making for your company. Because that, that's the people that are going to follow you through the projects and they're going to support you. And every time you're going to go with, oh, I have this idea, they're going to go over and embrace them as well. So it's been good and have their goods and have their bads as well. You know, we have been rejected, of course, in projects and initiatives and everything. But the main thing is that it is to be resilient and, and do it again. I mean, it's the exercise to do it again. I mean, it's not that it's not a door closed, but it's another opportunity to to try it again. So it's been amazing. Has <laughs> been amazing. Now, is there a message or a thought that you're hoping your audiences will take away? Well, I guess I guess I I'll go with every audience should should look in their local artists because those are the ones who are there in in their company. I remember or I think about these companies that I look for, like I I actually I I kind of admire and I say all those companies that live in that place they have their own audience and they should be so grateful that they have them because they are able to see their shows that I see them through online. But I think that audience should should actually support their local artists because those are the ones who are actually doing a lot of work for the local scenario. So support them. <laughs> yes. Now, did I hear you correctly? You said that you all got together in 2012. Was that right? When the company 11. Started? 11. So you've yeah. been around for 12, uh, 11 years, 12 years now. We're in 2020. Oh, yeah, 12 years. Yeah, we're, we're, we're are having our 12th anniversary on May the 8th. So we've been together for 12 years already. That's amazing. And, you know, know. We, we, I highlighted a couple of the places you've been in Colombia, Peru, and Romania. With these performances that you all put together in various venues, you know, I, I saw that you had your the wooden playhouse that's pulled around by the pickup truck and whatnot. Yes. Do you do just children's theater or do you do other just puppet theater uh, on a broader scale that can appeal to wider audiences? We do children theater. We once were called by Showplace Theater to do a online. Well, it was a stream puppet show, but it was for adults. So mm-hmm. that was the first time we were in that place. We did adult an adult show. 
Right now, we just focus on children because uh, we think about here Mexico mainly. I don't maybe it, it's this is set in any other countries in any other countries, but here in Mexico specifically in Sonora, most of of adults do not go to theater itself, right? They don't have this tradition to go to theater. It's it's really scarce. So what we're trying to do is to make all families to go to the theater so they can make this tradition to as soon as they get an adult, they go to the theater as well. So I think I've, I've said this, this before in other, in other interviews. I think that it will come a time where those children that we have will become an adult and then we will start doing something different for those adult audience because your audience is going to grow up with us and have been growing up with us. Probably our main audience right now is like 12 years old for now, because we're 12. But later on, I guess uh, we're not close-minded into doing adult shows later on. But right now we're focused on that specific objective, which is taking families to the theater so they can actually, once they're adults, they go to the theater themselves. And probably when they have families, when they decide to have families, they go to, to the theater as well. So, But that was the first time we, we were asked to do something for adults was with Showplace Theater. And we did a small, it was like a three-minute puppet, puppet theater uh, show Puppet Paper Theater Show. It was, uh, it, it, but we we were asked for do for do it for that specific puppet slam. So it was it was amazing to work with. And one of the questions when we were doing that show was what it is to do something for adults. What's the difference between doing children and adults? You know, because we when we tend to think about children, we think about this specific thing of oh, educational or just you know make them laugh or something. But we go broader than that. We 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 believe that children should think about theater itself, or at least puppet theater, as something not only for for amuse them or have fun or anything, but also to think about their reality, to think about what they're what what they're doing in life or what is happening in life. So. It's not only about that. So we were thinking about what's the difference? What's the difference between children and adults? So that was one of the one one of the things that we were thinking. What should we be doing? So we actually did the show. We presented the Puppet Slam, and I think we, they liked it. We have presented that on Puppet Slam uh, later on in other in other uh, Puppet Slams online, but that was the first time for sure. That is so cool. I and I and I love the questions that are being asked in that and i especially love that you are sowing seeds for the future to create an audience for the future because that's a huge question that we've asked not just here on our show but even here in american theaters how do we create the next generation of theater goers you know to make sure that this art form survives so i love that you're just like it's simple you know when they're young make sure that they love it you plant that seed there so that when they're older they keep coming back and so that's incredible and that's something I would say to the other uh, theater companies as, as well, and I've said it before, is that they should create their own audience because then you have this amazing show, that you have this perfect show that you want to show to everyone, but no one shows up for your show, you know, for, for your presentation. So it's like, why does that happen? Because you haven't created this, this audience that follows you, that cares about you, that embraces you. And that's the way everything works out. I mean, you have to have your community. So we have our community, not only for here, we don't only have it here in Hermosillo, but we have it here in Hermosillo, Sonora, of course, like the place we live, but we have it some other places around the world because we have created niches for each one of the places we, we have visited around. Amazing. So I, I want to ask you one last question about your company, which you've kind of answered, but I'm going to ask it anyway, which is who do you hope have access to your shows? I, I guess everyone, it's, it is a family uh, access for everyone, you know, specifically. But I guess um, we're looking for 
specifically on our shows, we're always looking for not having these high price tickets around for families because we know that families comes around like between four members, three members. So we think about paying like, uh, what do you call? Let me just convert in my mind, like uh, $20 for a ticket. It's really, really expensive for them. I mean, just to, you know, trying to just count four of them. So we try to do shows like really less price, but it doesn't mean that it's uh, less quality of our shows or not. Uh, we have, we started, when we started our playbill, we started charging like 20 pesos, which is like a dollar. At the beginning, I'm, ta- I'm talking to you about 2012 or so. But then we started to, you know, erase, er- rising on that specific amount of money, right? It's like, okay, our ticket now is going to be $2, $3, $5, right? And trying to just get focus on on people getting into the theater besides of saying, okay, I like the show, but I want to go, but I cannot pay the ticket, you know, and we don't want that. So we're really accessible. We like to all families to come to the show. So maybe that's one of the things that uh, people likes from us that we always take care of uh, family's economy as well, but it doesn't have to be costly as much as, as going well, as going to you know, to other places. I want to add one more thing real quick. Um, I read that you were involved in, are you still involved? And I kind of want to ask uh, channel eight. Are you, do you air on channel eight, which is basically like a public access similar to RPBS so that yes. children who have lesser means can access your work. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. When we're in lockdown, before lockdown, we have this opportunity. The Channel 8 just, you know, reaches reach to us and asks us, you know what, we wished you to have a show or something for children here on our channel. But at the time, we didn't know what, what actually to do. And then it was something for free. It wasn't something not paid. And when we, weren't, we didn't know what to do. But when lockdown came out and then we did start doing the festival and then we're doing this thing of uh, this puppetry science shows and then we did... So mother, we did something that's called Tales for Counting Star, which is online as well, which is a program that it's routine before going to bed. And it's, it is a presentation from us out of, uh, of a tale we're going to be counting. And then there's a paper puppet theater tale and then a mu- music, specific music for you to, to sleep. And all of these programs, they actually got them together. And then we send it to Channel 8, specifically for children and family that I don't have access to internet specifically for people on the mountains or in, in really, really far away communities in, in here in Sonora. And Channel 8 is viewed are also in, in other states here in Mexico. So we're really pleased to just also be really able to reach other people, not only for the ones who have internet, but the ones who doesn't have, but they have open channel. So it was, uh, it was amazing to reach all those kind of people. I want to shift now to some questions about you so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I want to start by asking you what shows or playwrights or composers in the past have inspired you? Well, I, I can say that the first the first puppet show that I saw, which was one of the companies here in Sonora, which does not exist anymore, which is called Animalejos. That was the first uh, company I actually I saw one of their shows when I got really really uh, fall in love and I it was love at first sight when I fall in love with with puppet theater 
I really looked up to them when when I was a child, when I was a teenager. And I I become a, a really close friend from this this company. They later they they split. They they didn't continue their tradition in puppetry here in Sonora. But then they helped me a lot of you know to reaching where I am uh, at the beginning of of when I was looking for doing my company. Later on, I guess when Lactan appeared, because most of the time we were really focused on the things we were doing here in Mexico. But when Lactan came. We had the chance to see so many and amazing puppet shows around the world. And most of them were, were actually um, for free because some of it from the beginning of the time of lockdown, everything was free. So we got to see uh, Manol Cinema, for example, which one of the one of the company puppet companies that we, we really, really admire. Uh, we had the chance to be in the national conference on puppetry national conference in the O'Neill Center online on the 2021, I guess. And we had the chance to get uh, a course with them. So we were, we were students with them. So it was, it was really cool to learn all their techniques. One of other shows that I love and one of our performers, most of them are, are Americans, which is badly said is you know, from the United States. Uh, there's a big discussion about that, but uh, we, won't get, we won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> one of the other ones will be Tom Lee, which is one of the Chicago Puppet Festivals, uh, part of it. Tom Lee is amazing. He works amazingly in shadow puppetry. We did a course with him, so it was, he's amazing. He's an amazing guy. He's really, he's really open to, to give and to show you and share what he knows. And another company I like most, it is Alex and Omslet, for also, and one of their shows that I saw, which we loved a lot, is My Little Magnificent. And and from Latin America, I might say, uh, here in Mexico, I've seen shows from some other companies here in Mexico. But I think most of my of my of my peers here in Mexico have a lot to show us, you know. And there's some different diversity of of puppetry here in, in Mexico. So I will say that most of my partners here in Mexico, I I look and I stand for them because they do amazing work. So, but mainly I'll say those three from United States, I'll uh, say. Is there any great theater that you've seen that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? I'll go, one of the, I it's because I've seen, uh, I have seen those three that I mentioned, I've seen their shows. Uh, for example, Tom Lee has worked with these digital, our digital shadow puppetry, which is amazing. He combines this Isadora software with uh, Shadow Puppetry, which is way out of mind. I've done, I don't remember the name of this play, but um, he has done this play that he's amazing. He's just only performance online. For example, I will go with, I've seen Milo the Magnificent from Alex and Olmsted. I've seen it uh, once online and I will recommend it. I'll recommend it. It's amazing. It's an amazing play. And anything from Milo Cinema as well, I'll, I'll recommend it. And those are things that the listeners can go online and find, right? Yeah, there's there's they have online shows still. Basically, mainly Manuel Cinema have. I mean, they, you can actually buy some tickets and see their their shows online because they oh, have fantastic. Yeah, there's some. They have one. It's called it's uh, Frankenstein, which blows your mind. Oh, yeah. that's amazing! I'll have to check that out. And they do it both online and face to face, which is yeah, they do it on theater as well. So. Very cool. What is your favorite part about working in the theater? I guess what I like the most is to see families and my audience happy to to see what they're what they're seeing. 
you know, the, the reaction of them. I like to have the chance to share my work, like in this program, we, we're in this podcast. I love that as well. I love to uh, create shows as well, you know, getting this in this specific thing of thinking and, and making this chaos and trouble in my mind to just trying to do a new show. And of course we, but the main thing, I guess I, we love to, when I love to see families and my audience happy to see what they're happy to see us and happy to, to be happy to see all our shows. That's, that's, that's something that I really look up for. And I'm, I'm happy for that. And that's one of the things that I, I like the most. And messages from, from my audience. That's something that I like to, you know, people that, for example, for uh, Tales for Counting Stars, Cuentos para Contar Estrellas, which is that show that we do online, mainly on October, November, for, for kids to go to have their routine and go to bed. Uh, this show at night. We love our message from our audience saying, you know what? We love the show. My kids are already in bed. We're waiting for the show and everything. They, they, they start writing to us. And that's something priceless, you know, to, to, to actually get into their homes by somehow be part of their families. And they actually telling us that we are part of them. So that's, that's, that's something priceless. So I have to ask with that show, is it like they all settle in, they're all getting ready for bed and they tune in and you all do the show? Well, actually we do it on Facebook live. We do it on October, November each. This is going, this year is going to be our fourth season. We do it only, of, like I said, October, November. We do it at 8, 8 p.m. Uh, in Pacific time and everyone connects to Facebook online, right? And we started with a specific, uh, it's a 10 minute uh, before going to bed routine, which is uh, brush your teeth, uh, get all your stuff from school ready and all that kind of stuff. And then get your pajamas, whatever. And then after that, we present our show. We say, you know what, this is a routine, blah, blah, blah. And then we started with a specific paper theater, small show. It's like three, between three and five minute show. Uh, it is without words just without dialogues, it's just music and sound effects. So it's like more international for everyone to see. And at the end, we we say goodbye. We say, have a great night. And then start this music starts at the bottom of our show. It's like a 30 minute music, specific music for you to console your sleeping, right? So you can just fully fall asleep because of this specific music. And this music is specifically, it's, it's we already put it on Spotify. So you can find it there. With Lormiga Titeres, you can find that it's L-O-R-M-I-G-A, Lormiga Titeres. And uh, you can find that on Spotify and then you can go to bed happily ever after. That is so cool. Yeah, oh my gosh. I, I'm going to have to check this out. This sounds Yeah, so you, cool. you have to follow us. You have to follow us. We have a, we have right now like three listeners. I mean, we're not that, that you know, that, that popular. But um, you should get these songs are amazing. They're specifically made for us and for this program from from amazing musicians from the Philharmonic here in, in Sonora. So it's a very, very nice music. So you should just follow it. I mean, listen, I'm not a kid, but I would definitely be down for anything that helps me get to sleep faster. Like, let's be yeah, real. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can sleep fast. And you just put it like on the back before you go to bed. And I'm pretty sure, I assure you that you're going to sleep pretty well and oh. fast. <laughs> Well, we've come to my favorite question to ask guests, and I love hearing the answers I get. I can't wait to hear yours. And that's, what is your favorite theater memory? Oh, my favorite theater memory. I guess I'll go with different stages in my career. I guess the first one 
was when I first saw that puppetry show and I I fall in love for the first time. It was love at first sight. And I told to myself and I said, I want to do this the rest of my life. And I was 16 years old. And since then I started working to it to get this company out. That was one. Second one, uh, it was when we were in this, we were having this hundred show, you know, celebration. We were doing this, this show for a hundred time, the hundred time. So we invited some from our or from our friends from Puppet Theater, specifically these two guys that were in this uh, show that I saw the first time. And they came into the show. We, we called them up to stage to say them words around, you know, like when you develop, when you actually show, you know, this under this celebration. And I remember they had this something uh, hidden in a plastic bag and they didn't know what it was. It just came into the stage with that. And then they say, you know what, we have a gift for you. And I say, okay, cool. What is it? You know, and in front of everyone, they opened that plastic bag and it was the main character of that play that I saw when I was 16. They just gave it to me. And they knew that it was this, the show, that show that marked my life. They, they gave me that, that puppet. It was, it, was, it was still alive, you know, call it somehow. And it was a very memorable memory I have when they gave it to me it was like it was like the old company was giving to me you know something to continue I don't know how to call it you know it's a very nice sensation of you know your next like passing the torch on kind of thing that was that's the expression passing the torch around it was you know that was something that really really inspired me you know because it was something really really cool I, I will go with another memory around this. This comes when we were in Romania, I guess. We were in France and we were in Germany and Romania. I never thought I would have gone there. I, I remember I was telling Serena about it and I was saying, you know what? I, if someone would tell me at the beginning of 2022 that I was going to travel to France or Germany or, or to Romania, I wouldn't believe it, you know? <laughs> and to be there in those places and perform in those places where else we are really, really far away from my live with the with this different language and knowing so much stuff and whatever, and performing as well and getting people to see it and laugh and understand. That's something memorable as well. So that will be those three, I guess. And um, I got a bunch of them, but I guess those three <laughs> will be, yeah, it will be so sound to remember. I love those, especially the passing on of the puppet from that show you felt. Oh, that was amazing. Amazing. Thank you and for we actually, those. No, and then and then that specific puppet we we put on a, a museography uh, exposition. So we actually get the chance to show, you know, the audience that the actually history of puppetry here in Sonora. So we just showing them. It was very cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Are there any uh, other productions or projects that you or your company have that are coming down the pipeline we might be able to plug for you? Well, not right now. It's in online, but we have it here in Sonora. We have a bunch of shows. We're going to travel around uh, Mexico of, 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 as well in this year. Right now, we are having a show uh, coming up on the 14th of January. We have first one. Then we have some shows here in Sonora in March. Then we're going to traveling on specifically on the 21st on, on the puppetry day celebration, international celebration, where we're traveling to Mexico City to do some some of our shows there. We are presenting a magazine, of course. We're doing a magazine here in Mexico for 
for specifically in puppetry. But I will ask all your audience to tune in to Puppet Slam Mexico, which is one of uh, one of the grants we had from from Heather Henson from the Ibex Puppetry. So they always Puppet Slam. It's on November, so you have to tune in. Uh, follow us on social media. So check which uh, when is this specific uh, online presentation. And of course, we have our editorial programs, which are color our our coloring books for all audiences, which are free. Some of them are, uh, we have some on Amazon as well for you to buy. If you want to have it printed in, in, in the facility of your home, you can buy it there. So yeah, I think it would do, they should stay tuned on everything on Facebook and Instagram. We are TikTok as well. So you can check out everything we're doing on social media and check when we're having these online uh, shows because we're still doing online shows. Amazing. And, th- and that is a perfect way to, to segue into my final question, which is if our listeners want more information about your company, Lormiga Tithras, or about you, or they want to reach out to you, how can they do that? They can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which are the main uh, social media. In we are, we can, you can find us at lormiga.titres, which is L-O-R-M-I-G-A dot titres, which is T-I-T-E-R-E-S, Lormiga Titres. And I'm pretty sure in the podcast you will find our 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 name completely. And you can find us there in Instagram and in Facebook. And you can also uh, find us on YouTube. We have some shows there. Oh, we have a blog there where we can start sharing our travesties between uh, Romania, Spain, or whatever we, places we go. And uh, but especially, especially Facebook and Instagram, you can follow us and you can find us there. Let me get that to this. Well, Eileen, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, to share your passion for puppet theater and and introduce us to the wide world of puppet theater. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. No, thank you to having us. I'm pretty, I really appreciate your time. And, and it was an amazing time we have here. And we hope everyone listens to, to this podcast. It's amazing. Thank you so much. My guest today has been Eileen Ruiz, who is one of the founders and directors of Lormiga Titras, uh, which is a puppet theater company in Sonora, Mexico. You can find out more information about them and check out their shows and whatnot by visiting their Facebook or Instagram at lormiga.tietras, as well as check out their YouTube channel and TikTok. We're going to have all this information posted on our episode description, as well as our social media. You find yourself in the Sonora, Mexico area, make sure to catch a puppet show. It's amazing. Or honestly, just follow them and see where they're performing because you never know where they're going to be. They are an international sensation. So check them out. It's It really is fun. If you've never seen a puppet theater show, you are not too old for it. It's an incredible experience. So don't miss out. Indeed. You're never too old to see a puppet show. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones Unwrap your candies and keep your masks on and keep talking about the theater in a stage whisper. Thank you. Two friends from old New York town met in a foreign land. One thing the praises of gave. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. 
Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. Bye.